I'm a dead man walking. Keep walking and running and running for miles. Maybe because of sin. Maybe a failure. Miscalculation. Maybe a shattered dream. I believe it can lead to dead man walking, dead woman walking. You know, this zombie kind of uh, existence that, that we end up in. We've been saying throughout this series, God did not design us to live like that. God created us fearfully, wonderfully. Jesus said uh, in John 10.10, he said, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, I have come that you might have life, life in all of its fullness. You know, Jesus was promising that all Christ followers would have the abundant life. And so we've been looking at why, why do so many Christians not experience that abundant life? And today what I want to do, I want to talk about putting the past in the past. You know, Jesus uh, said that we can, we can do that. But it's been my observation that many people are infected. They're infected with not a pathogen, but a pastogen. I'm a dead man walking, walking and running and running from my past. No matter how long you run, no matter how hard you run, you just can't seem to shake it. And friends, when you carry that infection in you, it robs you. It robs you of joy. It robs you of contentment. It robs you of peace. The fact is, it spreads. It's toxic. It's toxic emotionally and physically and relationally and spiritually. And ultimately, if you don't get a handle on the infection, it kills you inside. I'm a dead man walking. Some of you are infected with that path pastogen. In fact, you know it. As I've been talking, some of you zeroed in on that thing in your past. You, you could name it. You go, it's a failure. You know, it's some struggle with, with sin. It was a betrayal. It was a hurt. Perhaps a, a mistake that, that you made in your life. Maybe it was something that happened a long time ago. Maybe it was something that you've been struggling with for years. Maybe it's something you're still struggling with. But whatever it is, it infected you. And it etched itself. It etched itself into your psyche. And truth be known, your past, it's stealing your future. I'm a dead man walking. I keep walking and running and running for miles and I can't get past it. When I was in uh, high school and college, I worked at Kroger and uh, I was a checker and a night crew manager on the weekends. And we had this clerk that uh, for several years, we didn't know it, uh, but every night during his shift at some point, he would switch the labels on two cans in the store. That was back when they were paper labels. And so 
we would have people come into the store from time to time and they would say, you know, I opened the lima beans and it was corned beef hash. Well, a woman brought in what was supposed to be a can of tuna. It actually was cat food. <laughs> can you tell the difference, really? I mean, you know. The manager uh, that was over our whole store, he uh, set up a sting. And he videotaped the clerk. And things quickly changed. The, the label for that clerk was unemployed at that point. See, labels, I think, sometimes are really important. They, they help us identify. They help us organize things. Uh, in fact, I, I'm going to give you some names of famous people, and you give me the label, okay? You're going to give me the label for this, all right? Attila, the Hun, very good. Conan, the? Billy, the? Buffy, the? Popeye, the? Winnie, the? I always wonder how he got that, but anyway, so. (laughs) They're all different, but they all have labels. Some labels. They're about how you look. Uh, I remember one of the kids I went to camp with, we we called him String Bean. His real close friends called him Bean. It was because he was tall and, and thin. In college, a uh, guy a few rooms down from mine, his name was Big Baines, and uh, he was just he was a big guy. When I moved up from Key West, Florida, up here, uh, you got to remember this is the late 60s, long hair was in, I had a buzz cut, okay? First day of class at school, someone called me Buzz. It stuck. I grew my hair out, they still called me Buzz. I hated, I hated the name. took years to to ditch it. You know, when I was in college, we had a guy in our dorm, his name, we nicknamed him Crash. He was always running into walls, tripping over stuff. He backed out and hit so many cars in the parking lot, you never parked near the guy. But we called him Crash. And sometimes I wonder if we hadn't called him that, if maybe he wouldn't have gotten in so many wrecks, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, labels, they stick. And sometimes, if the truth were known, this, there's a label that you've got and it just stuck. Just stuck. Maybe you did it. Maybe it's something you didn't do. But when word hit the street, people jumped on it and somebody said it. Maybe you just thought it, but it stuck. And that label, if you were honest, has defined you. It's robbed you. It's stealing your future from you. And what I find very interesting is that sometimes the label, it's been said so many times. I mean, it's a lie, but it's been said so many times that we begin to believe it. We buy into the lie. And some labels are a lot more negative than others. I mean, someone called me Buzz, it, it wore off after a while. You kind of slough it off. But some of them, they get in your psyche. They infect us. 
and we start walking dead in our lives. Now here's a question I want to ask. What negative label follows your name? Maybe it's doormat. Not sure when you picked it up, but you got the label. And you've been carrying that label for years. The fact is, you're always nice. And people walk all over you, and people take advantage of you. The label stuck. And so you let them. You know, for some of you, it might be the lazy one, the irresponsible one, the hothead, the loser, the screw up, the dummy, the perfectionist, the nerd, the easy one, the liar, the thief, the party guy, the party girl. What label follows your name? I mean, maybe, maybe it's based on a long track history in your life. Maybe it was a one-time failure. Maybe it was financially. Maybe it was relationally. Maybe it was sexually. Maybe it was vocationally. But it was a label, and when you heard it, or when you thought it, it stuck. And that label... You try and shake it. But I'm a dead man. I'm a dead woman. I'm walking and running and running. And friends, you can't get break free from whatever it is that's holding you back. And here's what I want you to hear today. I want you to hear what God has to say on this matter. See, God's power is bigger than your past. I mean, maybe you earned the label. Maybe it is absolutely true about you. But what is true today does not have to be true tomorrow. See, God can wipe those labels away, that label that stuck to you. Friends, if you could just see how God sees you, if you could just see yourself. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, So if anyone is in Christ, it's talking about Christ followers here. In other words, anyone, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter how bad you've been, how screwed up you are, it doesn't matter how true the label is. Scripture says, so if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away, everything has become new. If you're a Christ follower, if you've made Jesus Christ Savior and Lord of your life, you're a new creation. The old's gone, the new. Everything's new. In other words, the the power of sin can be broken in life. Some of you are stuck because you never come to terms with whatever the sin was in, in your life. Now, Scripture says this, the Proverbs says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper. In other words, you won't have that abundant life. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. See, some of you are one step away from breaking free from your past. 
breaking free from, from that sin. You, you just need to come to God and confess. Confess whatever it is. You know, say, you know what, I've been careless. I've been defiant. I've been self-centered. I, I, I did this, you know. I'm dishonest. The sin, it got its claws in me. Caused a ton of damage in my life. And you just go to God and say, you know what, God, forgive me. Confess the sin. And I've talked about this before, about being very specific about it. See, I think when it comes to sin, we like to talk in generic terms. True? I I think the reason why is because it's easy. And it doesn't sound so bad. Forgive all my sins. Doesn't sound that bad, does it? But then you start labeling the sin and saying, this is what I did. A little different story. See, to confess it. There's nothing you can say that God's going to be shocked and go, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, he already knows. It's just voicing it. And then turning, turning from whatever it is. Turning from whatever got its claws in you. Whatever it is you messed up to just say, you know what, God, I'm through with this. I'm done with this dead life. And then receiving, receiving God's mercy. You know, it's kind of those three steps there. To confess, to turn, and receive. See, we deserve, we deserve punishment. But God says, I'll have mercy. You know, forgiveness. Talk to people all the time that they'll say, I I have confessed the same sin over and over and over and I don't feel forgiven. And I think it's because they skipped the last part. Receive mercy. You've got to accept God's forgiveness. How does God forgive? Instantly. No delay. No drawing it out. No hesitation. Just forgives. Scripture says, He has removed our sins. As far from us as the east is from the west. How far is that? That's a long way. God says, I'm going to put your sins out of your reach. You know, God's not interested in condemning. God's interested in changing you, in freeing you, in helping you be the person he created you to be. Some of you just need to confess that sin. You need to turn, you need to receive, and God will forgive you. Some of you have done that. And you just need to be reminded that God has forgiven you. It's been removed. It's been wiped clean. And some of you, that past that you can't get past, it's not because of anything you did. It's because of someone else's sin. You know, maybe they hurt you. Maybe they betrayed you. Maybe they violated a trust or abused you in some way. And friends, I want you to hear this. You will never get past your past until you forgive them. And I know, just me saying that, for some of you, you just stiffened up in your spirit. And you go, I'm never going to forgive them. Friends, I'm not suggesting that you forget that we all act like nothing happened. Not even suggesting that you fix the relationship. Sometimes that's not possible and sometimes it's not wise. 
But what I'm suggesting is if you are ever going to get past whatever that is in the past, you're going to have to forgive them and don't do it for them. Do it for you. That label that someone gave you, that label that you've given yourself, that, that label that stuck, that past you can't get past. Friends, Christ died to set you free from that. Christ died so you no longer have to live in bondage and walk around and go, I'm a dead man walking. I'm a dead woman walking. Free, we're free. You know, God's power is bigger than your past. God's power is bigger than your mistake or your sin or that label, that thing that, that holds you captive in your life. You know, Isaiah says, you will be called by a new name, given by the Lord himself. You will be like a beautiful crown for the Lord. Many of you are held back because of what someone said. Friends, I want you to hear, God called you a new name. He's called you by a new name. God declared it. He declared it new. He's replaced the old with a new. He's replaced that old label with a new name. You see it throughout Scripture. Got uh, Abram and and Sarah. They, They wanted a child, but they couldn't conceive. And so God spoke into their future and said, You know what? You're going to have so many descendants, you won't even be able to count them more than the stars in the sky. And to prove it, God gave him new names, called him Abraham, Sarah, which means father and mother of many nations. There's a guy in the Old Testament named Jacob. Jacob was a swindler, trickster, huckster. God declared a new future for him, gave him a brand new name, called him Israel, Which meant he had wrestled with God. He had wrestled with God's will. And God's will prevailed. And it was a new name, Israel. A guy named Gideon. I mean, this guy's afraid of his own shadow. He's hiding out in a cave because he was so afraid. And God sends an angel. The scaredy cat's in the cave. And the angel says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. It's a new view, new name. God's going to give you a new name. Whatever you've been labeled, it's no longer true. Why? Because God declared it. God declared it. Remember when I first got in ministry, um, I started speaking at churches when I was 16. And... um, I remember the first time someone came up to me, they approached me and they said, Pastor, can I speak with you? And I corrected them real quick. I go, I'm Damon, not Pastor. And after several of these encounters, and I'll be honest with you, I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't feel worthy to be a pastor, and I definitely didn't have my act together. Still don't. Did I hear laughter? But, you know, I remember going to my mentor at that time, and I said, people keep calling me pastor and reverend, and 
and I'm not that, I'm, I'm Damon. And I remember them, him saying to me, he said, it's the name God's given you. It's your future. You'll, you'll grow into it one of these days. And I did. New name, new future. God's gonna give you a new name. You may not feel worthy. You may have failed a hundred times. You may fail down the road, but God's gonna give you a new name. You know, some of you, you're mired in sin and it owns you. God says, you know what? You're an overcomer. You can overcome. Some of you feel defeated. You feel like you're in bondage. And God says, you are more than a conqueror. Some of you are afraid. You're paralyzed with uncertainty in your life. Maybe feel inadequate. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to whisper and say, you know what? You are more than able to overcome. Friends, don't let your past define you. Don't believe what people say about you or what you think about you. Believe who God says you are. See, God's not only giving you a new name, but he's going to give you a new purpose in in life. You see it throughout scripture. It's been my experience in people's lives that God will just give you a new purpose. You know, one of my favorite examples is a guy by the name of uh, Simon. And when Jesus first met him, Simon's out fishing. Jesus said to him, he said, Simon, you're a fisherman, huh? I'm going to call you to something greater. In fact, no longer are you going to fish for fish. But Simon, you're going to fish for people. Simon, you're going to change the world. Simon, this is the future I have for you. You're going to do things you never thought possible. Later on, several months, maybe a year or two later, Jesus is talking to Simon. He says, Simon, who do people say I am? Simon said, Elijah, John the Baptist. Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. I love this scripture. Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. For I tell you, you are Peter. New name. And on this rock, I'll build my church. And the gates of Haiti or hell will not prevail against it. New name. No longer Simon. Peter. It's Petra. It means rock. How many of you know the life of Peter? Read about it. Was Peter always a rock? Mm-mm. No way. He messed up a lot. He had to grow in to his name. He had to grow in to his new purpose. You might remember the night before Jesus was betrayed. He met with the disciples in the upper room. And Jesus announced to him, he said, you know, here's what's coming. And Peter was the one 
that stepped up and he said, you know what? I will stand by you, Jesus. I will die if I need to. And Jesus said, Peter, you'll deny me. In fact, not just once. You're going to deny me three times before midnight. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I always love the, the story after the resurrection. And Jesus and Peter are on the, the beach. And Jesus forgives him. But Jesus reminds him of the future that he had called him to. New name. New purpose. And it was on Pentecost that Peter, this guy that had messed up so many times, Peter stood there before the crowd and he declared that through Jesus Christ you can be saved. Peter, the rock, he's the one that led 3,000 people to Christ that day. Church was born. Peter would ultimately die for the faith. He was crucified And he said he was not worthy to die like his Savior. So he asked that he be crucified upside down. But friends, Peter was not born a rock, but he absolutely died a rock. He became what God called him to. God's given you a new name. God's given you a new purpose. You will grow into it if you just let God work with you. And I know some of you feel unworthy. Some of you may feel ill-equipped. But if God's calling you to lead, lead. Some of you, you may be looking at your track record and go, who am I, you know, to, to tell other people what God can do in their life? But God's calling you to be an evangelist, to reach out to those around you. God is going to use you to reach people for him. God is going to take your past, that label that stuck, and God's going to rip it off, and he's going to turn your weakness, whatever it was, into your strength, ultimately. That, that weakness, that, that thing you did or didn't do, that thing that has defined you. Friends, that thing has no power in your life and in God's economy. God has given you a new name. He's given you a new purpose. He's given you a new strength. By the strength of God, you can navigate through. Some of you, the only reason God brought you here today is so you could hear your past does not have to own you. No more dead man walking. No more dead woman walking. See, God's going to give you a new future. A new future. A new future. There's something I've come to realize about people. The vast majority of people are very pessimistic when it comes to their future. Now, people will say, my life never going to amount to anything. I'll never be happy. I will always be alone. I will never get out of debt. I I guess I'll always struggle with this. It'll never get any better. You know, I'll always deal with this ailment. I'll always come up short. And friends, I want to say to you, it's an insult to God. It's an insult to God's faithfulness when it comes to your future. 
You know, God's speaking to Jeremiah, and he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a what? A future. Your future. I mean, maybe you've been labeled. Maybe your reputation is scandalous. Maybe it was a moment, a lapse in judgment, or maybe sin got its claws in you and it's something that you've been struggling with. Maybe if we were to look at your past, it is littered. I mean, when you look behind you, it is a relational train wreck. Maybe emptiness in your life has driven you into so many beds that it's humiliating. But out of your past, your greatest weakness, your greatest mistake, God has given you strength to have a brand new future. Maybe you're battling with an addiction and it defines you. Maybe it's destroying your life, and the people that you love. But I want you to hear today, God can help you overcome that. God can give you a future. In fact, God is so good at this that God will give you a future where you help other people overcome that weakness. See, weakness becomes strength. I mean, maybe you've been labeled fat, chunky, full-figured, whatever. And I know how good people go, I guess it's who I am. And we just kind of resign ourselves. Friends, you can change. Eat healthier, get in shape. God can give you the strength to make the changes that you need to make to change things. I mean, maybe you're a financial mess. And in your mind you think, I'm never gonna get out of debt. Your past does not determine your future. With the power of God, you can. You can make the sacrifices. You can make the changes. You can make the things that are necessary to persevere. New future. In fact, God will work in that to the level that you will have a new future where not only do you get out of debt, you start helping other people figure out how to get out of debt. There's a woman in the Bible, she, she's mentioned, uh, and man, she had a label. She's mentioned eight times in the Bible. Six of them, they have the label. She was known as Rahab, the prostitute. The label was true. She had earned it. She's a streetwalker. She was despised in society. I want you to think for a minute, can you imagine what that label did to her psyche, the shame, humiliation, loneliness. When I read her story, I think there must have been times she just thought, I'm, I'm damaged goods. Nobody's ever going to love me. I'll never be treasured. And I bet it was lonely. And then she started hearing about a God God of Israel. Scripture talks about it. it melted her heart. Joshua sent spies into the promised land. Moses had led them out of Egypt and now they're getting ready to go in the promised land. Joshua sends in the spies. It's Rahab. 
She risks her life. She hides the spies in her home. This hooker, she's hiding God's people. I I think she did it because she wanted to learn more about God. And so this woman with this past that had defined her, as she got to know God, she became a new person. I mean, God gave her a new name. He gave her a new purpose. He gave her a new future. You know, God broke her free from that label, from that past. You know, God brought a God-fearing man, Solomon. God gave her a new future. God did what nobody thought was possible. Some of you today, you feel that burden. Some of you feel empty. Some of you feel hurt, ashamed, maybe joyless. When it comes to your future, I'm a dead man walking. I'm a dead woman walking. And I'm walking and running and running and running and I can't break free. No hope, no future. The past owns you. That label stuck. See, that's where Rahab was. I'm a dead woman walking. And then she meets God and the power of God starts working a new future for her. Rahab gets married. She has a son. And if you track her history, Rahab's great, 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 great grandson was Jesus Christ. Savior of the world. God's son. Friends, here's what you need to hear. Don't let anyone put you in a box and put a label on your life. You are not what someone else calls you. You are not what you call yourself. You are not that. God gave you a new name. You are not what you've done. You are not defined by your past. You are not whatever label stuck and gets in your mind and messes up your future. You do not have to let your past determine your future. I mean, with the power of God, friends, I believe No more, I'm a dead man walking, I'm a dead woman walking. No more walking and running and running and going nowhere because God's given you a name, God's given you a purpose, and God absolutely has a new future for you. You may not be there yet, but you will grow into it. 2 Corinthians says, so if anyone is in Christ, There is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become what? New. Friends, just let God minister to you right now. Just remain seated and uh, let God speak to you.